Hello, beautiful theater nerd listeners. I wanted to come at the top of the show and address a few things that have happened between the time that we recorded the show and the time that it's being released. If you're not aware, there's been a lot of controversy, conversation, and rhetoric um, about closed captioning and audio devices and other kinds of hearing uh, devices for those who might need accessibility in the Broadway community. Um, This past week, someone was using one of those devices, was yelled at during a show by a performer, and uh, a lot has happened in the rhetoric and community uh, conversation. Uh, Some of it has been really great and informative, and others have been not so nice and slanderous. So I wanted to come in and and express that the Theater Nerds uh, podcast is dedicated, obviously, to making sure that people feel that theater is accessible, all people feel that theater is accessible to them and for them. And we're taking this time to make sure that we engage in understanding what our uh, deaf and hard of hearing friends who love the theater might need and what those devices look like so we can make sure that we're informed also when we go see a Broadway show and notice that someone's using those and so that we can continue to advocate for better processes uh, and better accessibility. But I also wanted to say that sometimes in the midst of this, we have to understand that there are things that are intersectional. So yelling at performers, specifically those who are people of color about their actions towards other kinds of communities, even those that might be struggling to access theater itself, uh, can be difficult and challenging as well. So I wanted to say that we are hearing what's happening in the Broadway community. We're taking time uh, to understand really what what might be needed for our fellow theater lovers and theater nerds out there who need to make Broadway or performing uh, in our local space more accessible for both viewing and participating. And that we want to make sure that we are continuing to understand the intersectionality of these issues and make sure that we address all of them at the same time. Being as as we are in the theater community, one that remembers that we love performing, we love changing people's hearts and minds by the power of the stage, and we hope to continue to do so in kindness. We love you all, and we appreciate that you're willing to join us on this journey and in this conversation. All right, back to the show. How do you feel about Olaf as a puppet? You know I love puppets. I know. What are they gonna do? Dress just... someone up as a what are they here's the thing. What are you going to do? Dress someone up as a literal snowman? Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Fall Festival's production of The Aristocats Kids, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. I'm talking Spotify. I'm talking Stitcher. Stitcher is that one one, I think. I'm talking Google. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm talking Apple, the the OG, the OG, the OG. Yeah, yeah. all of those. That's all right. Those. You can also leave us, and mm. we want you to leave us mm-hmm. a star mm. rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cole, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod, and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Disney theatrical productions, part three. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Who put the hunk in Gladiator? Hercules. Wait, is that the is that the line? Who put the hunk? No, it's probably not. Okay. Who put the something in Gladiator? It's right. What is it? The glad. Who put the glad in Gladiator? <laughs> Who put the hunk in Hunky? I was like, "Who put the hunk in Gladiator?" Oh, man. Well, that's submitted to memory. I'm definitely, forever. I'm definitely made to play Hercules. <laughs> he does say note, hunk at some point. Hercules on a little. Okay, wait, I'm looking at the lyrics. Who put the glad in gladiator? There is no hunk in this. Hercules. In this no, there's movie. somewhere there's a hunk. Hunk. Okay. No, I'm literally. Oh, oh, oh. From zero to hero, a major hunk. Yeah, from zero to hero, who'd a thunk? See, I know. I know. Who'd a thunk, hunk? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I'm fine. I can't wait for you to. This is the part of the show where we we go, guess that lyric. (laughs) Surprise. It's a new segment, and it's where Rachel messes up the lyrics. If you guys want us to play that show, that game, um, tweet at us. We would be, um, so, you would be so good at it, and I would be so terrible at it, and it would be I don't know. so funny. Speaking of Frozen, um, first of all, hello everyone, welcome to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just all really right, getting Rachel, your Monday off that, here. That transition, hello. I gotta, every time I gotta say all right, Rachel, you know. Um, yeah. We're here. We've made it. I mean, it's not even the end of. The, I don't know why I'm acting like it's the end of the week for us because it's really still the beginning. <laughs> it's the beginning of the week yeah. as we're recording actually, this, so a lot day, could happen. Release day. It's the beginning of the week. Happy Monday, everyone. Um, Happy Monday. Yeah. Um. What was I going? Oh, speaking of Frozen, we're going to talk about Frozen today, which is why I sang "Let It Go." But speaking of, of lyrics, I always thought there's a line in In Summer that says, kids will blow dandelion fuzz. But mm-hmm. I always thought it was kissable dandelion fuzz. <laughs> Why? That makes no sense. No, no, this is exact. And can they, my wife, for those that don't know, follow us on Instagram. We, <laughs> we... Literally had a huge argument about it. And I was like, it is kissable dandelion fuzz. And she was like, no, it's not. And for the folks at home, it is not. It's, um... It is not. Yeah. <laughs> because kissable dandelion fuzz makes no sense. Yeah, it's bees a buzz, bees will buzz, kids will blow dandelion fuzz. Right. And I thought it was bees a buzz, kids, kissable dandelion fuzz. And I'll be doing whatever snow yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, good. In summer. Yeah. 
Well, here we are with that introduction. Part three mm -hmm. of our Disney series, falling into Disney <laughs> theatrical productions. This is we the last time like Taylor that. gets to make those puns, so we'll just let him. <laughs> well, this is the this is the part where Rachel actually just throws me into a pit. <laughs> she falls, she lets Once me again, fall. there aren't visuals, yeah. so you yeah. know I let Taylor yeah. fall to the depths. Oh. Um, which is literally every Disney show ever. There's all. Why is there always someone falling off of a tower, falling yeah. off of a bridge every time? Always. Yeah, very, so that's very like, 300. I mean, very 300. <laughs> I, yeah, I rolled my good. eyes. Oh, my <laughs> That gosh. should be a musical. Um, yeah, so today no. we're going to talk about... <laughs> Today we're going to finish our lovely, honestly, it's been lovely, these discussions on Disney yeah. theatrical. It's been very whimsical. Um, I hope today answers all of my questions that I have. I'm ready for all of them. Hit, hit them great, up. great. Um, we're going to talk about some of the newer Disney theatrical productions and also some that have not been created yet and maybe some that we we want to be created. Mm. Think about that. Oh, I, I got some titles. I don't know about you. <laughs> okay. I have, like I said, I've got some questions. <laughs> Great. So actually, so I think the first one that we should start with is Freaky Friday because I was looking at it as far as the dates and okay, I think Freaky Great. Friday came before Frozen. So I think that'll be the first one. It's interesting I felt like last week we talked about a lot of shows. Like, we packed in so many shows in yeah, in an hour. And I hope you guys loved every second of it. It was such a joy. Um, I do want to mention, actually, before we, we do fall into Disney, is that today, the day we are recording, a lot of theater news today it got hit a with lot us basically of like news. two hours before we started. We got... A Strange Loop is closing on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And we also mm -hmm. got hit with Angela Lansbury passing away. Yeah. So sad. It's um, super sad. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of feel. I feel like a lot of shows. I was just watching a video about how like the what the um, the influence of Phantom closing, like what that will do to Broadway as a whole and like what that will mm -hmm. mean for the theater community. Will it mean just like a bunch of jukebox musicals coming in for the next? <laughs> yeah, but well, we've seen them be yeah. so successful, right? Financially. Yeah. And one of the things that Taylor, that we recently posted on Instagram, thanks to Taylor, was a sentiment about, right? Mm -hmm. Like how unaccessible Broadway has always been. But it continues to be, both for the actors and the producers and yeah. choreographers and everyone who works on a Broadway production, but it also for mm -hmm. those who are going to see a show. Um, and, and especially as we think about what the economy looks like over the next 18 months, which I think will look closer to the 2008 experience than Oof, recently, yeah. right? Like... Right. Broadway, like entertainment is the first thing you cut from your budget, mm -hmm. right? And I, I think that a lot of, unfortunately, um, Broadway is a business. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do wonder what it looks like to continue to uplift the artistry and diverse talents of different stories and different experiences 
while understanding that it can only actually fully be successful if tickets are bought and there's enough money recouped. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because you're we're always towing the line in any art space of like the business versus the arts and right. what is satisfying in a way yeah. or what is right. but also commercial like that's why that's why something not to you know always bring up Hamilton but Hamilton is such an anomaly because it is such a major sensation but also satisfies the artistic side mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the commercial side and it also is like political but also you know, obviously it's a story about like history but it's also like social justice and change and it's just crazy and that is yeah it takes i think it takes time for stuff for like shows like that and that's the thing also too is that original shows it takes time for it to come together um well and 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 one of the things i'm sure we really you know sidestepped the beginning part of what you were saying but like a lot of a lot of what we talk about about Disney is like there's financial backing, right? Yeah. Disney is a yeah. big Disney theatrical group or Disney theater production, theatrical productions is a subsidiary of Disney, right? right? And so they have financially mm-hmm. a strong backing. And so if they lose a lot of money, I mean, it sucks, but it's not the end of, of Disney. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you think yeah. about original productions... You, I mean, we talked about this a little bit on how theater history goes. You have to have backers, Mm -hmm. Um, but you often, you often are losing a lot in the production, staging, pre-production space um, because it takes a lot more to come up with a world or to come up with costumes or to come up with, you have to try it out all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney, I mean, kind of going inside of that, Disney has its own built-in audience already. Right. So they already have fans that are wanting to come to the show. And the four shows that we're going to talk about today, maybe some, you know, things that will come along in the pipeline, like some of them have bigger, you know, fan bases than others. But also yeah. the Disney brand as a whole is they've just built a brand that is consistent and um, mm-hmm. will, people are willing to spend money on. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's For very sure. interesting. Very interesting. So anyway, a lot happening today. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Angel mm-hmm. Wayne's yeah. Bay. Um, we rest in peace, rest in peace. So, such a, such a wonderful, honestly, even to the Disney community, like such a yeah, big I was gonna treasure, say, you know, tied. we talked Beauty and the Beast and Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Rachel and I were talking about before recording and yeah, yeah a lot of things, but also the theater community in general, you know, yes. Sweeney Todd and yeah, everything. Oh, so, so much. Not yeah. to mention, yeah, just a, a legacy of kindness and Mm -hmm. and all of that as well yeah for sure for sure so let's move in to freaky friday it is it's a spooky month and we're talking about freaky friday um so this is a musical with uh based on the it's funny it says here based on the mary rogers book (laughs) <laughs> the 1972 Mary Rogers book and also it's I did not know there were three movie adaptations 1976, mm-hmm. 1995 and 2003 
which is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a story that is has been retold forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically mm-hmm. the the star is born of Disney, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, the not. the music and lyrics are written by some of the best theater composers ever Let's existed: go. Tom King, yeah. Brian Yorkie, and a book by Bridget Carpenter. Um, this show never went to Broadway, which is such a shame. It is, in my opinion, yeah, a shame. A yeah. shame. Rachel, do you want to talk about the runs that they did have? <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it, it, it came, uh, to the signature theater in Virginia, which, which we could I have think, gone. Why didn't we go? <laughs> I don't know why, where were we? What were we doing? 2016? I mean, in 2016. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't here. That's why. Oh, well, that, that's fine. That. I mean, eh, there was that. I was, anyway. I was still in school, so. Yeah. I, I guess I didn't have any money. <laughs> The Signature Theater is great, um, and anytime you can see a mm-hmm. first run or a first show or, like, a yeah. new tryout show there, yeah. you should, especially for our Virginia, D.C. people who even live mm-hmm. close-ish, you should yeah. do it. It's a beautiful theater as well, and they've done amazing things. that's where you saw things. Mean Girls, right? No. Oh, I thought Not where I, I saw Mean Girls. Whoops. Okay. We retract. No, but that's we okay. Retract. I have seen <laughs> things at the Signature <laughs> okay. Theater. okay. Um, nothing original, unfortunately. Is this where Lincoln was shot, or no? No, that's the Ford okay. Theater. Okay. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, going, next week, we're going to go on a journey about theater, <laughs> next, theaters next in D.C., Virginia <laughs> next area. Next talk about... And we will solely talk about the historic relevance of those yeah. theaters. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So... They had a run on October 4th, 2016, um, and, you know, the amazing casting already of Heidi Blickenstaff and Emma Hunton as the leads, as the mom-daughter duo. Don't even get me started on Emma Hunton. Like, incredible. Both of them, I love Heidi Blickenstaff, Flotsam Mm -hmm. and Jetsam, you know, also Ursula in... In uh, and Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. So then, and I got to see her in Something Rotten, which was so great. Oh, she's, she's amazing. So Honestly, nice. amazing. Yeah, wonderful. So um, then it went to, uh, right, La Jolla. Yeah, and to La Jolla. Um, uh, start, started there in January 2017. And then it went to the Cleveland Playhouse in April 2017 to May. Mm-hmm. Just a one month and same in the Alley Theater in Houston, Texas. Um, and then it was in Norfolk. What? I didn't know this. I didn't know this uh, either. In December 2017 at the Virginia Musical Theater. And then in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> I know. Incredible. So, yeah. And then. And then. Yeah. yeah. But even though there wasn't a Broadway run, they did eventually um, release a Disney Channel original movie adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. For this one, it was basically tying this up to be shorter. So it's basically one act of the show. They Heidi Blickenstaff is still in it. So yes, but Emma Hunton is not. And it yeah. is truly a terrible t- tale of like how sad that is. I will so say, sad. oh, we can maybe, we, maybe we can talk about how we feel about it in a second. But just quickly, the storyline is the storyline you know. If you've seen any of the versions of Freaky Friday, mm-hmm. it's the same. Yeah. So nothing too 
crazy. I will say there were, there is two recordings of this show, um, of the like soundtrack. The first is of the original cast from La Jolla, the studio, mm-hmm. and then there's another of like the the studio cast recording for the movie. For the movie, yeah. For the decom, yeah. Thoughts and feelings, Taylor. Thoughts and feelings. Well, I will say there's clips and maybe a full filmed version, like bootleg version of the stage version, and I highly recommend. Um, Emma Hunton is a revelation. Apparently, Ugh. she played Alphabet right at one point. I believe. I don't know actually. Yeah. Anyway, she is such... There's this one moment I wish I could play. I need to figure out on this. We have this new recording software, how to play songs through so you guys can hear it. There's this one little part. I should have pulled that up because I knew we were going to talk about Freaky Friday. In the very... uh, Or or in in O Biology, which is one of my favorite songs in the show, where she goes... It's like a, she played almost, it on the first national tour. Sorry, she yeah. played Alphabet on the first national tour. I did wow. not know that. That's amazing. Okay, great. Um, sh- there's this part in O Biology where she goes, um, she does this little like almost Ben Platt type of moment in in Dear Evan Hansen where she's like, uh, um, okay, like this. It's a very small moment in O Biology, and I literally love it so much. It's like so perfect. I think it is a huge travesty um, that she's so not sad. in the that in the she's not in the decom. And I actually have boycotted the decom. I have not seen it. I'm so against it. You've not <laughs> seen it? No, no, girl. Listen. What? And listen, all, all, you know, all. Um, I guess some love to cozy. I want to make. I don't know how to say her last name. Zulasdorf. Zulasdorf. She wasn't terrible. She wasn't terrible. But listen, she Emma, wasn't. I want to say she wasn't terrible. Yeah, yeah. She has a good voice. She has a good voice. It sounded very auto tuned to me. So I don't know about yeah. that. But well, I have listened decom. to some of the songs. Right. Yeah. But um, I Emma Hunton does not look like a typical, you know. I think Disney Channel star, yeah. like what they typically look like, but she looks like a real person. And I think mm-hmm. my personal, you know, drama opinion is that that's why they didn't cast her. They were fine with, I guess. You don't I think don't that she was too old? No, because I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I personally don't. Um, I mean, do you think that she had a, the other thing is that she's also in good trouble. Where was there a conflict in right. shooting? In shooting, I don't I know. I mean, there could have been. Yeah, I will say. I just. I will say. Like, Freaky Friday. Here, here is why this is very difficult and different from other decoms that we have mm-hmm. not mentioned during our Disney deep dive, or yeah, our Disney right. theatrical productions part one, two, and yes. three. Yes. Because this started as a theatrical run this unlike high school musical unlike camp rock unlike the descendants this Mm -hmm. started as a stage adaptation Mm -hmm. and and in my opinion the storyline the songs are better set for the stage the movie is a sad version of the movie musical is a sad version of the actual musical yeah i agree but there are some killer songs in the show, oh, and 110% so you need to, at the end of this podcast, listen to 
the mm-hmm. original cast recording because mm-hmm. it is so so good. So good. The opening yeah. number is great. Oh, biology I mean, is so great. I love it. No, um, I love I love every song. Um, after just all one day, parents lie. Yeah. yeah. Women I, in just every, everything so busted. Uh, busted today so and every day. Literally all of yeah. the songs. Yeah. It's a great so. score, and Brian Yorkie and Tom Kitt should just do. They can do no. They're, they're they can so do no great. wrong. I'm always I'm know. always excited for for any show that they're a part of. So. Yeah, it's true. So good Ugh, production. It would be a fun show to be a part of, though. It would be. It would be so fun. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. the biology dance number in general. I know. It'd be so fun. Yeah. All right, let's move on okay. to our next show, which is the Behemoth incredibly huge hit that will never leave our lives never except die. yeah where's that frozen three so we're talking about frozen <laughs> the original um <laughs> the musical on know. broadway yeah the musical adaptation the very again one of these i guess kind of like how Beauty and the beast was like it came very quickly after the, the movie. movie had come out yeah um so this it was is, such a success, obviously, the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. Well, um, so I feel like everyone knows, obviously, what Frozen is. But Frozen, of course, the musical written by um, lyrics by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez um, with a book by Jennifer Lee, who also directed the movie, Jennifer Lee did, mm-hmm. and who is now also the head of Disney Animation, in case people didn't know that. Um, this show did a tryout in Denver, which I almost went to, but I did not. I can't Um, believe it. I was, I was very close to going (laughs) and then, um, went to Broadway in 2018. Um, at the St. James theater, at the St. James theater. And, um, we know someone that was in, in the Broadway production right before COVID Mm -hmm. And then um, I did not see him in the production. I did to not be see clear. him. I believe he was in it for like five months. I think I want to say or six months. Maybe I uh, saw maybe it right I... before, right before he okay came into it. Um, shout out to Jake. Where Davis, Elsa and Anna were in, still? Who was in um, the original B- Between the Lines this summer? Um, yeah. So you got to see Casey Levy and Patty Muir. Mm-hmm. Great, great. We're going to talk yeah. about that, of course. So the show, of course, um, during the pandemic, um, the show officially had its closing date on March 11, 2020, after 825 performances. Which is so sad. They didn't know they were yeah. closing, closing. No, no. And then the West End production opened up in 2021 and is still running currently. Um, and then there's also a tour currently as well. Yeah. Um, in the U.S., so, I don't know. I, I have a lot of interesting thoughts. I actually went, because I knew we were doing this episode, I went and listened to some of this, the Broadway soundtrack. I hadn't listened to it all when it first oh. came out. Um, um, fixer, the Broadway Fixer Upper is a bop. <laughs> I just gotta it say. Is. It's very it different than the movie one. The The songs are very different than the movie. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I don't know. So uh, you've actually seen it stage. So what are, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this this production? Well, I want to tell you first what I remember about okay. yeah. the Frozen um, musical. So I remember them saying that they were, you know, going to have it. And who they mm. cast, they cast Casey. 
as Elsa. And they Which were going to have release... I told you this? Originally, it was supposed to be... Um, why can't I remember her name? Um, Betsy Wolf. It's supposed to be Betsy Wolf. Yes, you yeah. did say yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Sorry. so they released... But they said that they were going to release three videos of numbers before mm-hmm. the show opened. And the... I think the first song that they... I don't remember in which order. But I'm pretty sure the first song that they did was a song that we all knew, which I think was Let It Go. And then they did Monster. And then I'm pretty sure they did some... one Either Love is an Open Door or... Um, no, I think they the did other a, song. Honest song. They did Honest Song. True Love. The, true Love. You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I will not... And neither will my YouTube. We'll never forget the amount of times that I listened to Monster. Monster, yeah. Okay. I think at this point in time, while we're watching that YouTube video, while we hear that it's coming to Broadway, we are still overwhelmingly inundated with Frozen things. I mean, every child is singing Let It Go. Mm -hmm. It is everywhere. It was all that we consumed. It was what we ate and breathed. It was insane it was so overwhelming every child would start Mm -hmm. singing it at the top of their lungs so i was over that i was over it all and then that song for the broadway run was given to me and the universe and i was like maybe i could really like this so the song they add a few songs into the show uh into the broadway show uh and they also add some of the orchestrations that you hear that are actually potentially the best part of the movie that we don't think about while we're watching, but if you listen to the soundtrack, are the best part yeah. of the soundtrack. Uh, we add them in as cho- like choral pieces for the stage production. I'm obsessed with that. I'm obsessed. The music in the show is so great. And when I yeah. think about how quickly they turned this around, like they made these songs and they made these arrangements so quickly after having mm-hmm. the original come out and be accepted and move and, and decide to move to Broadway. I mean, it's five I, years later, so that's a good chunk of time. But... I still feel it is so like, I just feel like they did such a good job with, I feel like it's crazy when you think about frozen two actually came out a year after. So they were ma- simultaneously making this and they were doing Frozen 2. It's just crazy. It's yeah. just and crazy. Frozen, and the music from Frozen 2 is, is great too. It's great. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say I've seen the stage production. I I love I loved it. I think that it's great. I think it still people were like, is it going to lend itself to a stage production? I think it's harder. I think it's kind of like Tarzan where it's right. a bit harder. But... Mm. You know, the costume changes, the lights, like there's just a lot of really cool stuff also. But hands down, this music is why you would see this show. Yeah. Like yeah. it is quality music. Mm-hmm. And I feel it's a, a full story. Yeah. And, you know, I could do without some of the book, but I'll leave that be. How do you feel about Olaf as a puppet? You know I love puppets. I know. What are they going to do? Dress just... someone up as a... What are they... Here's the thing. What are you going to do? Dress someone up as a literal snowman? We, we talked about this on our HSM TMTS recaps. Um, I think the rolling of Carlos <laughs> as... 
is that so funny but like are you really gonna do that on broadway yeah no no. i i will say two two other things i i keep saying i'm just gonna shut up but i you know i won't but two (laughs) things that criticisms of the stage production Mm -hmm. or things that just you have to keep in mind no one is idina menzel no one Mm -hmm. is idina menzel in their recording studio that's the thing you like you that is why I'm so glad they added in some beautiful songs and changed the renditions of other things because mm-hmm. you just need those characters to shine in a different way. No one is the soundtrack from a movie yeah. musical. No one well, is. That's something to pause you here before your second point is that when I was listening to the Broadway, the Broadway soundtrack is very Broadway soundtrack. Yeah. The movie yeah. soundtrack is very poppy and very not Broadway, even though they did get Broadway people to say, I mean, obviously, Dina Menzel, Kristen Bell, Jonathan Groff, Josh Gad, um, Santina, Fantana, all of them are from Broadway. So, um, except Kristen Bell, but she did Adventures of Tom Sawyer back in the day. So Back in the um, day. She's a kind of... (laughs) Becky in the day. Yeah. Um... That was a bad pun. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, it's interesting. The movie sounds more poppy to me. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it it definitely... I mean, yeah. Anyway, what's your second thought? My second thought is on the same train. And it's Mm -hmm. that no one also is Josh Gad. Right. As an animated snowman. Yeah. Like, just no one is. And so I... I, It is a tough situation to be Mm -hmm. in where you're like, I want this to be as true to the movie that we know all of these children have seen and love and know every word to. Yeah. And also something that's still engaging and not over. This is not Disney on ice. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I love Disney on ice, but we all know what we're going there for. (laughs) We all know. And it's not Broadway. If I'm paying $120 at least to see a show with my four-year-old, I want, I want as an adult to enjoy it. And I think that they do a better job at that with the mu- music than they do with the book. Um, and I, I think that part of that is needing to have those characters break out from like their stereotypical characters. Well, here's, and I, this is a larger discussion maybe, but here's, I mean, maybe that's why they're not rushing with Encanto right now too. Cause a bunch of people yes. were like, yes. Oh, this should be a stage show. Maybe they're, but also do you think, in a way, like, was Frozen worth it as a staged production? Because Monster, they could have theoretically just put in Frozen 2. Here's and... why it's worth it. It is worth yeah. it. It's worth it, yes. And so, because it is, because it's great, and right. they made still a lot of money off of us going to see it. And it's cool. Yeah. But the other, the other reason it's worth it is the cast. That cast mm-hmm. is worth it. And, and... I, it's not the same, but I will say once you're in a Disney show, you might be positioned to be better off in a Disney show. Mm-hmm. Jelani Aladdin is someone we're going to talk about twice right. today. Yeah. Who is, oh my, overwhelmingly yeah. beautiful and has the yeah. voice of an angel. Named after, and like, I mean, his name is a Disney show. It, so. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. And there are people, uh, back to what you were saying about, which is still unfortunately the case, there are people who do not look like 
what Disney originally had planned mm-hmm. them to look like yeah. in a movie. And they're able to, quote, able to be a part of Disney and, like, the beautiful shaping of a Disney narrative on mm-hmm. stage. Should they be able to, quote, able to be in a movie? Absolutely. They need yeah. to be in the movies. Well, this is stupid yeah. that we're having, like, this different representation of who's voicing actors and who are, you know, characters mm-hmm. or who's in a movie. But I will say that is part of, I think, I think that this the stage adaptations of some of their musicals have been part of what has propelled them to make different decisions in the, in the movies, because we also, it's a time where they get live feedback and live reaction on like, yeah, of Mm -hmm. course we, of course this should, this shouldn't be novel anymore. A a first Mm -hmm. black Kristoff shouldn't be novel. It should just, Kristoff should be Kristoff, whoever that is, whether that's, you know, a female male presenting black, mm-hmm. white, or any any person should be yeah. able to play the role of Kristoff. True. And Olaf, as we've seen. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I think yeah. that that's part of, like, you don't get to make the same. They don't. They haven't been. They should be. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been making the same choices movie-wise. Right. On, quote, classical Disney movies. I think the industry of Broadway is a little, unfortunately, a little more... Not unfortunately for Broadway, but unfortunately for the entertainment industry as a whole, Broadway's just a little more accepting of that versus the big Absolutely. entertainment industry because, I mean, less. Also, it's a small, a little bit. It's a way smaller audience than it's a smaller audience. Think. I mean, yeah. and that's what I. I think that's but, what I'm saying is like it's yeah. it's a place where they they also get to hear from the masses that like yes, we want Jelani Aladdin to be the live action Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The last two things I want to say about Frozen is if you're going to go listen to the song Monster, listen to not the Broadway soundtrack version. <laughs> listen to the pre-released version because they yeah. are different. Yeah, they are different. Yes. And the first they version they put out is like 10 times better. I listened to yeah. them back to the back piano the version day. where it's just the, the piano. Yes. And yeah. Casey. Yeah, it is unbelievable. So and I feel like the backup vocals of the men singing are even better oh, i don't even so know good. it's like they put all their money in that and then like the broadway recording <laughs> is just like okay they're like we'll we put a link in the show recording. notes yeah 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 that one. for sure and then secondly isn't it crazy how and it's just a testament to josh gad who we love that olaf is as ubiquitous as like the genie and the olaf has only been around like eight years yep <laughs> Isn't that insane? Like, it's just crazy. I think people underestimate, and not that we're talking about the movie yeah. now. We love Josh Gad, but yeah. think people underestimate his talent. Yeah. He is so yeah. freaking talented. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And to shout out, we kind of um, talked about the cast, but Patty Murin, Casey Levy, Jelani Aladdin, some replacements on in Frozen, Ryan Redmond as Olaf, um, Sierra Renee, who we got to see in Hunchback playing Elsa. Mackenzie Kurtz playing Anna, and then Ryan McCartan playing Hans. And who... not to mention Hans as John Riddle of the beginning oh, on yes. the original Broadway. Yes, John Riddle. We love him. Oh, and then also Samantha Barks over on the West End, who I think she's almost done with her run, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. So, because she just had a, oh no, she just got married. I was going to say she just had a baby, but she just got married. Uh, and we doing well, something. 
Um, Rachel, take us into our next show, which in all on Aladdin. Um, Who put the glad in gladiator? Who put the (laughs) hunk in Hercules? That's what we're going to say. Please. I'm crying. Okay. The moment we've all been waiting for. Hercules. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is um, the stage production uh, musical based off of the animated film, 1997 film version. We all uh, saw it. Music, yeah, we all we've all seen it multiple yes. times. We were one when it came out. <laughs> we saw I, it, and I sat right in front of that TV. Yeah, I yeah. said, "Mom, put this on." No, I dressed up as um, Hercules. <laughs> yeah, I said, "Who put the Glad and Gladiator?" Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the music and lyrics were by Alan Menken and David Zippel, and the book with by Christopher Diaz and Robert Horn. And so. Uh, yeah, it's based off of the legend of the same name, you know, Son of Greek Zeus, mythology. Greek mythology. Yeah. yeah. So, um, in 2017, it was announced that Alan Menken was going to work on a stage adaptation of the 1997 film. I think officially then, 2017, which is funny because I feel like I had been hearing about it for like 10 years. Yes, I know. Yeah, we all, first crazy. of all, that's how I feel about live action version of this. So we'll yes. talk about that in a second. Right. But it's like always, we're like, why are we not doing this? Once again, we mm. have these quick turnarounds with Frozen and with Beating the Beast. And then we went back yeah. and we did Mary Poppins and we did, mm-hmm. you know, Tarzan. And we've done all these things. And like, why aren't we doing Hercules? So yeah. that's a good question. And um, eventually, it had its world premiere at the Delacorte Theater in Central Park, New York, um, as a part of Public Works um, and the Public Theater. Okay, first of all, I did not know who played Phil in this production. Did you know this? Yes, I did. I did not. I'm just learning about this right now. It was on in 2019. Did I say that yet? Yeah, 2019. From August... 31st through September. You know, it's in the park, so it's a quick, quick, quick run. Yeah. Um, and the cast included... Yeah, we'll be sweating. The cast included uh, Jelani Aladdin, which we've just talked about, as Hercules, Roger Barr as Hades, Jeff Hiller as Panic, Joel Frost as Nessus, Nelson Chimelo, is that how you say his name? It sounds right to me. As Payne, James Monroe Eichelhart as what? Phil, which what? is what oh Taylor did not know. I'm sorry. Ramona Keller as Thalia and Tamika Lawrence as Calliope. I don't know how to say Calliope? anyone's name. Thank you, Calliope. Yes, Calliope. Thank you, yeah. Greek. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, I got her name and not the the whatever. What are they called? The Muses? Yeah. Oh, the Muses. Krista right. Rodriguez as Meg, inspired. which is inspired casting yeah. and yeah. Rema Webb as another muse that I'm not going to say their name. Terpishore? Terpishore? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that one. Oh my goodness. And there are um, new songs for this yes. as well. And then okay, it's also then... coming yeah. back to the stage next year at the Paper is Mill Playhouse. It, it is. <laughs> No, it is at Paper Mill. You're right. I was like, what? No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. Um, From February 9th to March 12th. So if you guys will, of course, we'll talk about this in our spring um, theater preview when we get to it. But um, I don't, I'm sure tickets are already on sale. I don't know. I don't know if they are. I don't know if they do season Um, and then they release individual later. Yeah. So I wonder if the cast is still going to be the same because Roger Bart. Um, Back to the Future is planning on coming to Broadway, I believe. 
and he was in that in the West End. It is coming to Broadway. Yeah, it's coming to Broadway. It has an so opening. So I wonder day. if, like, I wonder if like Jelani and Krista are gonna. They'll probably stay the same, but I wonder if anyone else, like, will James and Roe be in the new production, and then will they be in it if it goes to Broadway? Who knows? Well, see, I think it's gonna be a different cast for this altogether, and I and then they'll recast again for Broadway. I you don't think Jelani's gonna stay in it? I think he will. No. I don't think so. Wow. Wow. We'll see. First, I think though. that there will be scheduling conflicts. Mm, gotcha. I don't think it's because anyone doesn't want to be in the show, to clarify. Mm. Got it. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I I need this to go to Broadway. <laughs> Personally, No, what you need, I need is this. it to go on tour. So you no, what I play. need, what I need... Is to see it on Broadway. That's what also, I really should have said. I do want to point out on the Wikipedia page, on the productions, it says 2019 Manhattan, 2023 New Jersey, TBA Broadway. So they're already <laughs> Wikipedia. They want it so bad. They want it so bad. I want it so bad. Whoever made this Wikipedia page really it's is me. putting it out. It's actually oh, me. Right. It's Surprise. Rachel. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, it does say here, made by Rachel Jones. Of, of, oh, yeah. of, of, of theater nerds. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I no, mean, it is a great I... show. There's a, there's a great video online of Krista Rodriguez, which we'll put in the show notes, of her sitting, singing um, I Won't Say I'm in Love from the show. Oh, um, at 54 Below. It's God. so good. Oh, so, so good. good. Yeah. Sit down while you're listening mm-hmm. to it. And then there are a few, there are a few new songs also yeah. that were yeah. made for the, the show, yeah. which I think, you know, some of them you can also find. I think that they're, they're pretty good. I, this is just such a good show. I don't understand, like baseline, the movie in general, mm-hmm. I do not understand. I do not understand <laughs> why it hasn't gotten very far. And I think, well, I think again, I mean the pandemic, first of all. Second of all, I think um, that it has a very, it has like a cult following of people our age and maybe a little older, but I don't think it's as big of a... The uh, movie came out in 1997! Yeah. I don't think it's as big of a hit as we, like, fan base as we think it is. And so I think Um, they're a little... Rude? They're a little, you know, like... I don't know. Listen, every Disney animated movie is going to be turned into a Disney live action eventually. So Hercules yeah. is going to get there. But... And they people have been like rumoring, right? Like Lizzo right. as a muse, like, you right. know, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I get yeah. it. But please let us first let us first have this on Broadway before you make this live action. Because yeah. here's the problem for me. Once it goes from a movie, like a film version uh, you know, animated version to live action without doing the musical adaptation on stage. It will, it's going to take forever, if at all, for it to go back on stage. Right. Well, the good news is if the New Jersey production does well, it'll probably go to Broadway. And that's. Yeah. Well, that is... I see that they have new book authors right. for this one. And that's a bit better sign than because there's not even a and it takes way longer for a movie to come together because oh yeah not, for sure there's not even a movie on the horizon really yeah. although have you heard the fan casting of Noah Centineo as Hercules I know yeah that's Terrible. honestly that's amazing I just gotta say 
You were in it? I'm like, yes. no, it's bad. Oh, oh, I'm oh all about so it. bad. I'm all uh, about it. Who else? When you I have mean, Jelani Aladdin, Aladdin, when you have Jelani Aladdin, when you have Jelani Aladdin, what? Li, there, uh, how? Yeah. Where no. is forward? You can't go yeah. anywhere forward. I don't know. I just, oh, maybe Timothy mm. Chalmers. It's Hercules. Okay, just a quick pause. Joshua Henry. As Hercules? Yeah, I think he's yeah. too old. I think he's too old. Yeah. Well, I tried. Anyway. It's okay. Um, yeah, let's manifest it. It should go to Broadway. The next, the Broadway. last show we're just going to quickly talk about before we um, move on to some future stuff and then um, maybe some predictions we want to see be turned into um, theater shows. Is Winnie the Pooh, the new musical Winnie stage adaptation, the official title. Uh, music and lyrics written by the Sherman Brothers of Mary Poppins. Book by Jonathan Rockefeller. I wonder if he's related to a Rockefeller. Is Wow, that's crazy. Um, it had an off-Broadway run in 2021 during COVID. I mean, literally, like, Winnie the Pooh himself was wearing a mask. And um, it has puppets. And which we know we love. There's lots of voices happening. I've seen some clips. There's lots. There are of... a lot of voices. Ooh, it's giving big ooh. frog and toad energy. <laughs> big frog. I never want anyone to say that about me. You're giving off big frog and toad energy. That is like the worst. I can't wait to tell you that sometime. Uh, oh <laughs> I'm gonna gosh. comment it on your Instagram. Um. Oh no. No one. No one comment on my Instagram, please. <laughs> okay, everyone. <laughs> This week, oh, follow no. Taylor and then comment <laughs> on his Instagram, oh, giving no. big frog yeah. and toad energy. So here's the thing is that the people that know me know that I've been called Winnie the Pooh my entire life. And mm-hmm. Rachel is one of them. And <laughs> um, yeah, so like this is, I was like kind of excited for this when it was first announced. But I just got to say, it's just a little creepy. <laughs> It's, just, it's a little creepy. Say more. Say more, the voice, the vo- It's, it's just the like, voices. It's the voices. The, yeah. The Pooh voice is so put on, and I'm like, I don't know. Um, I wonder how a, a like, SpongeBob-esque version of Winnie the Pooh mm. would have gone. Um, that would have been interesting. I mean, he is I, doing the voice. We will post some pictures of these puppets, because... I will say, I like the puppets. The puppets aren't the part that's creepy. Some of them are creepy. <laughs> I just gotta say. I gotta say. The Winnie the okay, Pooh one is don't hate creepy. on the puppets. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not as cool as the as the Milky White puppet, I gotta say. Oh, nothing. Yeah. The Milky White puppet going down in history for yeah. the best puppet in town. If that yeah, that should sure. be a special Tony Award that's given out. <laughs> I totally agree. I just like the, the best Matildas. puppet in town. Just that's like the I'm Matilda's special Tony Award. It should go to Milky White. Yeah, it should go yeah. to Milky White. Um, Absolutely. One, two shows I just want to mention that yeah. um, have are in the works right now with um, Disney. Theatrical. Disney. Well, first of all, that there's apparently an Alice in Wonderland um, that is being talked about i mean there's already a junior version on you know that we have i I wasn't in it were you in it i don't think i was no no but i have seen i've seen it twice i have seen it i have also seen it twice yeah there you go and then this is the one 
that I am most anticipating is the Princess Bride, the Princess Bride musical. I'm like, what the heck? Where's this? Where's this been all my life? I mean, um, apparently, it's been, this been it's, all my life? It's, there's a book by Bob Martin and Rick Ellis and songs by David Yazbek who did like the band's Which, visit and yes to David Yazbek. Yeah, yeah, band's visit and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yeah, Tootsie. So. so that's promising, but I don't know, know if Bride. Father of the Bride is going to be. Yeah, I'm talking about Princess Bride, not Father of the Bride. Oh, sorry, um, I bad. That's what I meant. I don't know. If that's yes, a very the next good... one is Father of the Bride. That's the other one that's in development. <laughs> my bad. No, it's okay. it's okay. Um, but yeah, wait. I want to go back to Princess Bride. I don't know if that's a very good. I don't know storyline there's so much that happens it's also such a once again very like cult film like i love the film but i'm like like it could be like a big fish like they should have gotten andrew lippa to do it like it could have been like a big fish you know i love big fish i know yeah and because the fantasy i'm on your page yeah yeah Yeah. Hmm. but father of the bide it's supposed to be it's in development with bartlett share expected to direct which is interesting which you know (laughs) <laughs> nah. they just remade I mean, father of the bride on that show on online whatever that is the new father yes, of the bride i've not i've not eh. seen it i've not yeah. seen it i don't want to see it i love the original do, maybe they'll do a musical version and steve martin will write the music for it wouldn't that be amazing and then like he'd Bright finally Star. get the tony award that he yes. deserves yeah that would be really cool that would be full circle also bright star once again, just a shout out so, as a they can have piece. selena gomez in it because she's friends with him now so no. <laughs> <laughs> not this rabbit hole we've suddenly uh, gone down okay rachel um let's talk about as we conclude you know this has been such a fun series that we've been in but i want to talk about when i pitched this to rachel i was like let's talk about movies disney movies that have not been made into shows that we think should be and in this segment we actually should also shout out the rat tattoosical yes you do it shout it out oh my gosh did you watch it did you pay for it no I didn't. Oh, I, I did. should have. I paid $5 and I watched it on my computer with my wife because it would not work on our TV. We sat on our couch and sat in front of our computer screen and watched it. I love it, it. The Ratatouille is the unofficial Ratatouille musical, which basically, I don't know, should it come to Broadway? Who knows? Um, was yes, basically I made on TikTok. Can. I think it should. I think ah. it should. And then got became so popular during the pandemic that they decided to do a streamed version with big names like Andrew Barth Feldman, Wayne Brady, Andre DeShields, Ashley Park, Kevin Chamberlain, Titus Burgess. I mean, it's just crazy. Except mm-hmm. the, the woman who played Anton Ego was so disappointing and not very good. Sad. That was the only part Aww. that I did not like because an Anton Ego song is... Or not Anton Ego. I'm so sorry. Um, um, who am I thinking of? The, the chef. The chef that... Skinner. Skinner. I'm thinking of Skinner. Mm. I'm sorry. Skinner's song is so... Mary Testa. I'm sorry, Mary Testa, but you were not good. Mary Tessa played Skinner. Throw them under the bus. The TikTok girl, which maybe I'll try and find it and I'll link it in our show notes. The girl who Mm -hmm. wrote the song originally and sang it on TikTok 
was so incredible. I was mm-hmm. like, why didn't you just have her do it? She was so good. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. It was like, uh, some of it was like filmed on a green screen. So it was like, oh, okay, this is cool. But they raised, I just want to make sure I get this right. They raised $2 million for the Actors Fund. That's so, amazing. That's, that's absolutely crazy. insane. I know. Yeah, it's in, what insane. a time we lived in back in, in No, I know. I know. I know. So anyway, in the theme of that, are there mm-hmm. any... And some movies will, we may have the same, but are there any no, films... No, I don't think we do. ...of Disney's <laughs> line that you would like to see on the stage? Anything? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? I have three, and then I have a question. Okay. Should I na- do it all, or do you want me to do one, and then you do one, let's or how do you, do you Let's do... You name your three, my three, and then we'll we'll finish with the question. Okay, great. <laughs> So some Disney movies I feel would be interesting, maybe good. Mm. I didn't say necessarily successful <laughs> as a stage adaptation. Are you ready? Lilo and Stitch. Love it. Love it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I I need to say what? I don't need to say anything else. Oh, Hannah means family. <laughs> I don't know how we would do the alien part, but we yeah. could figure it out. <laughs> Listen, okay. they, Spider-Man was a show. Aliens no. were a show. Aliens no one's going to get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The second thing, the second movie I feel would be good based off of my own bias is Cadet Kelly. <laughs> I did not know that was coming. It's amazing. Oh my gosh, I love I'm it. I'm just saying, yeah. the lines, the dancing rifle mm-hmm. sequence, mm-hmm. it is yep, there. I it's see like it. the, the structure is there. It's a Disney mm-hmm. Channel original movie, it's a DCOM, so mm-hmm. it has the structure to easily move yeah. to be yeah. a musical rendition version. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, meh. so something to think it. about, something to think about. Mm-hmm. And then my last one that I really don't know how you would do it, but I really just feel it would be. So good to get some songs out of the show, and that is the Emperor's New Groove. Yes, that's on my <laughs> list too. Yeah. It's just so good. The characters so are good. unbelievably yeah. good, and you, there's just so yeah. much untapped potential in them. And you 100% could have all of these people be people on stage and just mm-hmm. costume them the right way, which is mm-hmm. what I love about it. And I think it's easy to throw some good songs in there that do some character development. Think about, just quickly, think about the Easy Street version of a song that would be in this with Kronk. I'm just saying, I, it wouldn't be Easy Street, but it would be yeah. a bop like that. Well, just imagine, I mean, I guess, um, the, why can't I remember his name? The Emperor, what's his name? Cusco. Cusco is the narrator in the movie. Like, he kind of yeah. narrates it. But imagine exactly. Kronk being the narrator. Oh, the it's so oh, good. It, it writes itself. It really it's does. It's so good. Yeah. That would be incredible. That is all. It's the Ambrosian so Groove is on my list. I think okay, it would be good. amazing. Amazing. It would be so great. I mean, like, who would be a good writer for it? I don't even know. Like, Lin Manuel. I don't know. As- I just think that Yzma <laughs> and Kronk need a song, they need a title yeah. song. Shout out to my friend who was going to dress up his children as he's Gronk and couldn't mm-hmm. because they had other plans for Halloween. Shout yeah. out to you. Yeah. Um, my So my other film, I have two others. 
The next okay. one is one that uh, nearly would be maybe impossible to do on stage, but I'm ready I love this. for it. We're really um, giving some, Disney some success the, hits here. The real, you know, and I think it's Cole Sprouse could be in it from Riverdale. <laughs> it's um, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I, I knew think, it was going to be on I your think list. It would be amazing. I think it would be so. I love it. It would be so good. That and Treasure Planet. To me, Treasure Planet is on my list, but I okay. love Treasure Planet. My last show is a movie that is a little bit older, um, maybe not mm-hmm. one that is super well known, but I think it could lend itself to the stage, and that is the old and wonder, the the old and true wonderful, the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> <laughs> The Great Mouse Detective. The Great guys. Mouse And you know detective. why? It's because murder stop. mysteries always kill. LOL. No. And stop <laughs> shutting you down. And it's basically Sherlock Holmes on stage. Like, that's all it is in a mouse costume. And who doesn't I love. I just have a question. Would there be puppets? See, that I think it would be cooler <laughs> to have just like, like baseball caps with little ears and then like a tail. And then that's it. Yeah. So, and okay. who doesn't love British mice that solve mysteries? I mean, this is the thing. So we I could mean, have like who Benedict, doesn't? We could have Benedict Cumberbatch playing, um, playing the great mouse detective, and then and like, how great would that be? I just, I'm just, I'm picturing the marquees, right? And so on one side of the street, there's Cadet Kelly. Yeah. And on the other side of the street, there's uh, the, yeah, Great Mouse Detective. It's it's Benedict Cumberbatch and Josh Gad in the Great Mouse Detective. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, also, I do want to shout out some obvious ones like Princess and the Frog. I think would be a great stage right. show. Encanto obviously would be a great stage show. Um, yeah, I think those are maybe Coco. Coco could be great. I was thinking about that the other day. I think Coco would be interesting mm-hmm. on stage because the music is so good. So, yeah, let us know if you guys have any thoughts about what Disney movies should be made into stage adaptations. But Rachel, yes, let's. What is your final question? To all I of have us? a final question. I'm so ready. This is very important. So in 2019, Disney acquired Fox Studios. That is true. 21st Century Fox. Mm-hmm. 21st Century Fox owns it, or did own this movie that then became a musical called Anastasia. Ooh. So who owns the rights not to the movie but to the musical of Anastasia musical. which follows the movie pretty closely. I mean not super closely but follow I mean it's well I it's think the story. I think it means that she's officially a Disney princess now because Does it? Because when you know. look it up it doesn't say that. And if if that's the case if Disney owns this musical then we need to do more with it. If Disney doesn't own this musical I will save my thoughts for another episode. Well there should just be a pro shot of Anastasia. <sighs> that's all we know. Yeah, it's a beautiful All that I'm saying show. is Anastasia should not be left out of this conversation. Know, I, I know that it's not Disney. I know it did not right. originate with Disney. I know. Right. But now that Disney basically owns the world, do they own 
the rights to Anastasia. Mm-hmm. So those are my thoughts. That's a big question to leave you on this Monday afternoon, morning. Um, I had so much fun falling down the, the uh, Alice in Wonderland hole. Yay! Me too. Yes. I loved it. Well, and Disney, as I think, you know, where we, where, as we close out this series, where are you at now with Disney? Like, how do you feel about, after we've done all these deep, you know, not deep dives, side dives, excuse me, on Disney and all these things, do you, how do you feel about them as a big, you know, theatrical conglomerate? I'm going to let you go first. I have to think about my... Me first. Well, I think... To a certain extent, the theater industry needs Disney because, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, we've been talking about like Broadway needs someone, t- needs a company to help it stay alive to a, to a certain extent, which is a little mm-hmm. bit sad. But I think they also paved the way for a lot of performers that wouldn't, I mean, Lion King has paved the way for a lot of performers that would not have been seen otherwise in Beauty and the Beast and uh, Aladdin and frozen and all these things they provided spaces for performers to do their thing and they've also provided a space like we've talked about these past three episodes for children to really come into and and a lot of the times disney movies but also the shows are their first introduction to theater and broadway so i think that's amazing and um I, I don't know. I hope they keep going. I hope we will get to see a Princess Bride. I hope that we will hmm. get to see um, other Hercules. Yeah, Hercules. I hope we. I hope they keep taking these properties. I mean, maybe we'll see Wish that star movie. Maybe we'll see that turn into a Broadway show. I would love with, that. I mean, yeah, I say so, that, but I haven't seen it. But yeah. I would love that. True. So with the star being a puppet, obviously. So, obviously. Um, yeah, I think overall Disney is a one has provided so many great things, but obviously we could sit here and talk about how, you know, it's very commercial and it's very, you know, it's kind of maybe made Broadway a little more touristy than it was before mm. or something like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. it also has provided so many other great things. So I, as as with everything in life, there are good and bad things about it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard, it, it's hard to know what the actual outcome of Disney, what the actual outcome of Broadway would look like without Disney. Yeah. At this point, infrastructure-wise, how people, it, it, as kids, learn, right? Like, when, when we list these junior shows, quite a few of them are Disney junior shows. Even, yeah. Disney, even Disney shows that have never mm-hmm. had a Broadway run. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking about shaping the generation of being proximate to the live stage form and, and that kind of theater, I mean, Disney's, Disney's it. That's yeah. how they're doing it. They're doing it. Yeah. And I think that they're getting better at allowing for more people to feel like Disney is a space where they can see themselves on the stage and in the film. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's um, not really there fully Mm -hmm. we're not we're nowhere near as close as we should be with the population we know we have in 2022 uh yeah and at the end of the day but i will just go back to this at the end of the day disney and broadway are a business yeah they're a business there is money on the line and disney can be successful because they have money to be successful 
Mm. And that is difficult because sometimes money, people with money or corporations with money have made good choices and other times they, they don't. And, and it's hard to kind of figure out how to be a part of the system while also not enjoying the system. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Tay, that I yeah. think it's difficult. But I, I think when we look at all these shows, I think what amazing work that they've been mm-hmm. able to do on the stage and yeah. how they've also transformed not just how young people think about Broadway, but how Broadway can function. Like now mm-hmm. I wonder, do we actually have more people willing to take a Broadway show that is for a younger audience to Broadway? Um, because right. because of Disney. Well, Will we ele- see and also elevate people? younger shows in a way. Yeah. Like yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Like some Lion King yeah. really elevated it to a different level. I th- I really think that so. Lion King, as we've talked about was a complete, complete changer. trajectory change. Yeah. yeah for changer. both yeah. Disney and, and for Broadway on like what you can have, who you can have, how you can think about the original source material and put it on stage. Well, thank you, Rachel, thank for you. doing this side dive with me. Yeah, I hope, thanks, I hope, was, I hope you guys enjoyed our, our little three-part series. Yeah. All right, Rachel, let's talk about character of the week. Let's do it. This is a segment where Taylor and I uh, pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, what have we been up to? What have we been feeling? And then think about a theater character who yeah. might also have the same thoughts, feelings, and vibes. What What are we up to? That is the question. Well, Everybody we honestly know. never know. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> We'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on, listen, anything Disney, anything, um, you know, if you want to suggest a movie that should be turned into a musical or a play, mm-hmm. let us know. Um, we'd love to hear those thoughts, but also about your characters this week. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week, and you may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, tell me, who is your character this week? Yes. So inspired by the intro uh, mm. and the, the musical that we listed in the intro, I am a character or so from that Ooh. musical. But also because I feel like this week I am just a little crazy. I don't know if I'm steering or if I'm not steering this motorcycle that is life. I just truly don't know. Maybe I'm in the Oh, is life part. a motorcycle now? <laughs> it is. It is motorcycle. Life is okay. motorcycle. Didn't cool. you know? Life is a highway. Um, it's a highway, but it's also a motorcycle. It's both. <laughs> How are, are you going motor- down the highway? You, first you of are all. the motorcycle, and life is the highway. Okay. Yeah. How do you ease on down the road if you don't have a motorcycle? <laughs> Too many road analogies. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I could just sit here and think of them all. So speaking of, this is how I felt all week. I'm a little crazy. And that reminds me of these two dogs who are so ridiculously funny and don't know what the heck they're talking about. And both of them somehow have a southern accent in Europe. Don't I'm sure. So this is Napoleon and Lafayette from the Aristocats who are the yes. dogs in the motorcycle cart. Oh my gosh. I love it they so much. They are so funny. Bumper shoot yeah. is how he says it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, also, Taylor? Who are I'm you? I'm sorry. I just thought of this, how we were talking about Life is a Highway, Rascal Flatts saying that for the cars. <laughs> and also they sing God Bless the Broken Road. So they're just all over the road songs. They love... <laughs> Yeah, they love going down the road and on the highway. Honestly, one two punch. Go listen to "Life Is a Highway" and then "God Bless the Broken Road." <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, amazing. Um, okay. I love those those hounds. Good job. That's that's a good Thank one. Thank you. Um, this Who week you? I'm also going to be sticking with the Disney theme here. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked the character. So my character has a little bit of a double reason why i picked her um i've been feeling this like calm kind of zen presence today i had a chill day today i went to therapy this morning after a whole month of not going because our schedules didn't align i i know it was a lot and i just feel very calm and also i just want to shout out this character was played by the ever lovely uh, Angela Lansbury, Aww. and so I am Mrs. Potts, R.I.P. Ve- I feel like Mrs. Potts was a very calm presence and just loved all the people around her, and there, that's too. how I feel. And also, R.I.P. Uh-huh. Angela Lansbury. Yeah, we, we, that was we good. Love oh. We love you. Yes. Mm. Um, Beauty wow. the Beast on repeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, off to the cupboard now with you, Chip. <laughs> Oh, crying. Crying. Uh, if you All right, everyone. Well, me... quit your job now and just go watch that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion on Disney Theatrical or um, your character of the week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com. Or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week. <laughs>